This week on the pod, the Coogs are on the couch. We get off track and talk everything from LL Cool J to tattoo etiquette and beauty dilemmas. We want to hear from you. Follow us on Instagram at Cougars and Coladas or send us an email at roar at cougarsandcoladas.com. Hey, baby Cougs. What's up? What's happening? What is the happy haps? <laughs> I don't think I know how to answer that. I don't know either. I feel like that's like something LL Cool J used to say in the 90s and like, I don't think that I'm cool enough to pull that off. Were you an LL Cool J, cool J follower? I can't say that I was a follower of LL Cool J, but you know, he was around. He had a show in the 90s. <laughs> he was around. <laughs> it's like the friendly neighborhood cat. He'd come over from time to time. Um, I'm a JT fan. Not like diehard, but like I don't hate him. But um, I do love the fact that he and Jessica Biel are a couple because I do love Jessica Biel and they're actually really funny together on Instagram. Basically, if you're a cool Instagram couple, like I'm all about you. <laughs> I can't say that I have that same experience. Like Chrissy Teigen and John Legend, like yeah. hysterical. I guess I, I don't really. It's like f- our 90s dream. My yeah. 90s dreams come true. I don't feel any particular way about Jessica Biel. I mean, I like her, I guess. I watched The Sinner. Have you seen that? No. It's um it's on Netflix now. It was a limited series, but now they j- did a second season too. But it's like a different storyline where she like kills a guy. Ooh. Yeah, and she's the main character, and she does really well in it. She kills a guy, and she, like, doesn't know why, and then there's this whole season of, like, trying to figure out why she killed him. Interesting. Yeah. I'm currently, I'm currently deep into a binge watch of the, the FX show, The Americans. I've heard that that's really good, and I have not seen a single second of it. So it's on Amazon Prime. I really like it. I will say that once I get on my like obsessive, like I'm powering through and watching all of this. Right. It loses the element of like good excitement. Yeah. Because I'm just like, I I got it. Like I'm like, I'm because Dave has been traveling a lot. I'll watch it when I'm like cooking dinner, Mm -hmm. which is fine. But I also like, I can listen to it, but right. I'm obviously not staring you at don't it. You need to like this, be right in front of it. But yeah. the issue is that some of the show is in Russian, and then I miss all the shit that's going on <laughs> with the actual Russians because I can't read the yeah. subtitles. <laughs> it's like the subtitles are like sticking my hand in the oven without a bit. Like it's just like it's too much <laughs> happening. The risk is too high. It's too much going on. Right. But, By the way, this is Cougars and Coladas. <laughs> welcome to the show. Yeah, I'm Mel. And I'm Laura. And we're on my couch. We are on Laura's couch in the podpartment. The podpartment. I'm going to trademark that. Which is my new favorite word. You're the welcome. Pod-partment. The podpartment. We should start using that all the time. Okay. Yeah. I try to incorporate pod into anything that we discuss. That's true. Like when I said I was going to make dinner, I was like, pod dinner. <laughs> I was like, the what pod, can I do pod, here? Pod. <laughs> and I couldn't, I couldn't do it. People like ask me what the tattoo on my arm is, the one that's like raining books. Uh huh. And my little pun is that it's a brainstorm. And I just have my little like <laughs> giggle. I'm like, it's a brainstorm. And people are just kind of like, oh. And I'm like, hee. <laughs> just like an you asshole with, like, with my own inside joke. Great. Well, so, <laughs> so serious, cool, Mel. Serious question. How do you feel when people ask you, like, 
about your tattoos or ask you why you have them like are you offended or are you like let me tell you about them I'm not offended when people ask me about my tattoos because obviously they're public like they're they're public facing most of them so like I'm not offended when you ask me about my tattoos here's my biggest pet peeve when people talk about about, like my tattoos to me most this most of the time happens with guys sometimes as a girl but mostly happens with guys where They'll be like, oh, like, I like your tattoos. And we'll be like, be talking about my tattoos. For those of you who cannot see me in person, I have a half sleeve on my left arm. Anyway, so. Among others. Among others. So, like, they'll be talking to me about my tattoos. And then my biggest pet peeve is, like, the guy's like, oh, well, I don't have any tattoos yet. I'm still thinking about, like, what I want to get. I'm like, dude, you're 35. At some point, you're not going to get any tattoos. Like, and it's okay. That's what I want to share with everybody. It's okay to not have any tattoos. Just because I have them does not mean that you should feel the pressure to, like, defend yourself to me for not having them. That's what annoys me. You don't have any tattoos? Great. Own it. Good for you. Take a deep breath. Yeah, like, I'm not judging you. Okay, I'm done. (laughs) That's my rant on people talking to me about my tattoos. Well, because sometimes if you like mention, if you say, oh, I really like that, or that's so interesting, can you tell me about it? People get like really pissy about it. And you're like, sometimes people do get weird. And I never know how to like ask because sometimes I'm like, I I just don't want the person to get weird, but sometimes I'm genuinely curious. What I've found is that people who have like, a lot of tattoos like full sleeves like tattoos on their hands like don't want to talk about their tattoos because they just get them to get them it's not that there's necessarily meaning or huge meaning behind every single tattoo mm-hmm. because at a certain point it just like becomes addicting and you're like ah, I feel like getting a tattoo and at a certain point you have enough where it's like ah, another one's not gonna matter so like right. it's just like whatever and I feel like those people are just kind of like don't ask me about it I just like doing it but Fair. I feel like people with fewer tattoos are like more open to that. At least ones that you can see. Yeah. That's... I just like to get people's take because sometimes people just like freak out and you're like, I'm sorry, this is a public display. Yeah. But I, I mean, guess it's also like their body. So I guess it's fair. I mean, I, I don't know if I'd ask somebody like, why do you have that mole there or something? <laughs> I'm trying to think of something but it's is true. it like is it like an accessory or I think that it's kind of like clothing but right. it's more it's obviously more permanent than clothing it's a and way of personal. expressing yourself personally and that could be something super deep and super meaningful or it could just be like a piece of art that you enjoy right that you like and I feel like the the best way to approach somebody is to be like, oh, wow, I really like your tattoo and like see how they react to it yeah. and like see if they open up. If if somebody's just like, oh, thanks, then, <laughs> then like probably don't. don't push it. Social skills 101. No, you're lemon. the room. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Huh. Thank you for that enlightening piece of information. Of course. Anytime. Yeah, I don't have any tattoos. I'm not going to justify why I don't have them. I just don't have them. I don't really have a desire. You used to want a tattoo. You told me when we were in college, you were talking about like you wanted some kind of like bass clef or treble clef or something. Oh, I think I want it. In high school, you were telling me that you wanted it. Yeah. But see how things change. I'm not super into music anymore. So What a difference a decade makes. I Wow. (laughs) I know. I just heard that and I was like, (laughs) 
Hashtag 10 year challenge. <laughs> no, in college, I like thought about one, but then I never really like wanted it. I just kind of thought it was cool. But then I was like, I don't really need this. And then <laughs> Does I, it bring you joy? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't think it did. And then I almost got my cartilage pierced freshman year of college. And I was like freaking out because I like didn't think I could pull it off. I didn't want a hole there forever if I like didn't like it. My mom had always been like, you are a classy lady. You have a very classic look. And I was like, is this going to tarnish my image? And I was freaking out to my the woman I lived with freshman year and like I don't know how she didn't like drug me in my sleep because I was so annoying that's hilarious and for the record I did not get it pierced I still just only have my normal pew god because yeah. <laughs> you would have been trailer trash forever I know then I, then I would have gotten my tramp stamp to complete yeah. the image I don't know the number of holes I have in my ears is like at this point, I can't even count them. You don't really exactly. wear earrings that much, though. I don't wear earrings at all. You wear your nose thing. ring. Yeah. I never take this nose ring out because at this point, it's just like trying to get it out. It's a hoop. It's so it's like I have to forever. like, yeah, it's like I got to get in there. Sometimes I got to get tweezers to like bend it because my fingers can't reach in all the way. It's just really a not, not a cute look. So I just leave it. <laughs> All of you listeners did not just experience Mel trying to shove her fingers up her nose. So when I was in Iceland, my mom and I went to the Blue Lagoon, which is a hot spring. And it's like there's a lot of minerals in the water. So they tell you when you're like getting ready to go in that you should like take off all your jewelry because it'll like collect mineral sediment or something. The Blue Lagoon has these huge locker rooms and then they like funnel... They funnel the huge locker room out like one door that you have to go out. But right before the door is like a little there's like two bathroom stalls for like a bazillion people and like two sinks. So I had like just gone to the bathroom. So I'm like standing in front of the sink and I'm like staring at my nose ring. And I was like, all right, guess I'm doing this. So I'm like standing in front of the mirror like I'm taking up all the space. Like somehow I'm in between both. This sinks is why like, people hate Americans. In, yeah. And like in the mirrors and I'm like have my fingers up my nose. I'm like trying to go all kinds of angles like around it. And it's just like not coming out. It's like. <laughs> And my mom is like, are you coming? I was like, yeah, I'm just going to finish taking this out. And I'm like, whatever I'm doing is just not working. Like, it just, like I felt like it just went farther into my nose. <laughs> and then there was a girl who came out of the bathroom and she was washing her hands. And she had like one of those ch- weird chin piercings. Yeah. yeah. And she also had like a nose ring and then like a lot of earrings in. And I was like, sorry, this is a weird question. Are you going to take your jewelry out? And she's like, no. And I was like, great. I'm just going to leave mine. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> Yeah, if anybody's gonna collect minerals, it's gonna be her. It's not gonna be you. Yeah, exactly. All the mineral sediment. But then I figured I wasn't like putting my face in the water really, yeah. so it was fine. I don't have anything in my life to compare that to. <laughs> like, this is a real deep dive into Mel's physical being today. The people want to know. The people are demanding (laughs) a full account of all of the modifications I've made to my body. Do you have anything else you'd like to share? No, I think that's it, actually. Now that I just just said that, I feel like that's really all I've done. Your hair looks super long. It is so long. You could, like, don't... How... I think I probably could donate it. I was actually just thinking today, maybe I want to like cut a lot of it off. 
Because, I mean, you look good with short hair, but I feel like you also have a very special attachment to your long hair. I really do. And I don't know if it's super healthy, but... (laughs) Your hair or the attachment to it? The attachment. Okay. (laughs) I'm having a dilemma still on what to do with my hair. What is your dilemma? (sighs) Well... <laughs> Here we go, everybody buckle up. <laughs> We've had this conversation already, but I think I look better with blonder hair, part maybe because I was blonde as a child and then once my hair became a like a darker blonde/brown, slash brown, um my mother immediately took to sun in and <laughs> <laughs> like putting lemon juice in my hair and beach blonde and similar to your tattoo addiction <laughs> Um, dyeing Laura's hair with over-the-counter products to make it blonder also became an addiction. Um, and I wouldn't say that I looked good for all of those years, but the hair just kept getting blonder and blonder. So then, then it was like, okay, it's time to bring in the professionals. We're not good at this. John Frieda should not be dyeing my hair from a bottle. And then I like started getting it highlighted and it looks good. So it's unclear if I just prefer to be blonde just because I've like been that way most of my life or I don't know, whatever. So, but I'm really sick of dyeing my hair, of like having to go get it highlighted. And the woman that Dude, I... Dude, I don't know how you've done it for so long. I don't I know. I was blonde for a, a year. Oh, yeah. Like I barely, that. like a year, maybe and a half. Not even. Yeah. And I just, I couldn't do it. It was so much maintenance. Yeah, so that's the problem. And the woman that I like to do it is on Long Island, which is also just really annoying. I like don't really want to go to somebody in the city because I have so much hair that it's like I don't want to pay out the nose for somebody to do it if I don't know that they're going to do a good job. Like I have a lady I trust, like she's good and I just would prefer to go to her, but it's such a pain in the ass. But I so I have an appointment with my lady and my mom went to go see her because I got Carol turned on to her too. And she told her how uh, about my debacle. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to keep going blonde or if I just kind of want to like go back to my natural color. Mm -hmm. But because I've been so blonde for so long, she thinks she's like, Laura's going to have to like transition because it's going (laughs) to be like too much to do at once. But when I first moved to DC, I stopped highlighting my hair mostly because I couldn't afford it. And it was Uh. like, I don't know. I keep looking at those photos and I'm like, I wish my hair's just so dark and I, I don't know. I don't know. So I don't know what to do with it. Well, your hair changes color as you get older. It just keeps getting darker and I keep getting whiter. It's like, oh, come on. I just like, I feel like I want like a happy medium where it's not like my natural color. There's like some light in it, but I like don't know how to mm. quite do that. And it's really annoying because I really, because I just hate when my roots grow in and then I just feel like I look sloppy for it's like I look Roots like... Roots are like kind of trendy though. Yeah, I, I don't really like them though. I think they're trendy because like they have to be trendy because it's impossible <laughs> Because nobody n- can to afford to keep it. their hair high. But even like you can't do it every three weeks or every month because yeah. like your hair would just fall out. Right. So I feel like it's trendy because it kind of has to be. Tell us your thoughts, baby coogs. Highlights? No, no highlights. highlights. Natural I, like, color? Be- just dye it red? Color? Like what should I do? Ooh, Basically, I'm lazy and I need my beauty routine to be easier. I feel as though beauty routines just need to be so simple 
for me because I'm yeah. so fucking lazy and also I'm really busy. The girls like on Instagram and on YouTube who like do makeup tutorials and like their face looks one way and then all of a sudden like their face looks completely different. You're like, what the fuck? Like I do not understand how people have the patience to do that. Two things on that. I had this conversation with a coworker, a woman that I worked with like years ago and because she was from the South and was very into like having her hair just like a certain way. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I couldn't do, she'd put her hair hair in rollers and whatnot. And I was like, that's a routine that like I could not do. And that's she real old school. <laughs> yeah. Like her hair always like looked great. She's always like very pulled together, but I was like, this is just not my lifestyle. Yeah. And she was like, I feel like your hair almost like dictates the kind of like person that you will be because mm-hmm. if you're a high, if you have high maintenance hair, I mean, you don't have to tend to it, but you're more likely to spend more time on it because it's going to be a pain in the ass. It also could be your perception of your hair, which is a different thing. But also, I'm like, my hair does one thing and it goes straight. Like, I've tried to curl it and it goes right back straight. So, but, but I also am just a very, like, minimalist. But also, I think it depends on, like, the environment that you grow up in. If you, if you, have a mom that's maybe super into that then that's true that's just kind of your model my mom always wore makeup her hair was always in a ponytail with a scrunchie still is carol so, in her ponytail yeah always got it she's always got a good lip color and I'm, my mom always changed her hair but she never she still doesn't really wear makeup yeah I have mixed feelings about makeup and you can tell me how you feel about, about this as well and perhaps my relationship to makeup is different because I was always performing as a kid. So I wore makeup to like be on stage or to like do like dance stuff. And so I started wearing makeup when I was like, I don't know, five or six years old or something like younger than that. I'm sure. Oh yeah. I I was gonna say, I have like recital photos where I have like the bright red lipstick, but I'm like, yeah. (laughs) And at the beginning it's like your mom just like shoves you into some red lipstick and like overdoes the blush and like blue eyeshadow and like bing bang boom there you are but <laughs> you know, it's like whenever I see photos of myself and like a like as a small child I'm like this is so like this is an awful comparison but so like Jean Bonnet Ramsey say that. <laughs> because like what other because growing up like her photo was on like the cover of every magazine yeah, in the store so you just associate true. like child star with her and yeah. I'm like, like <laughs> looking back I'm like oh god like uh, probably not good I was always m- wearing makeup and it didn't occur to me that makeup was like a thing that you would like wear every single day for like a decent amount of time like for me makeup was like oh this is so you'll like stand out on stage it wasn't like it's also clown makeup versus like reality like right day to day that's yeah that's true and I feel like the first time I really like discovered makeup as something that you could wear every day was like probably like middle school like early middle school I'll say I started experimenting with like lip gloss and eyeshadow and like glitter fucking everywhere of course you're from New Jersey you can't help it I am from New Jersey and also I love glitter (laughs) (laughs) the two are not necessarily related but could be (laughs) in high school I used to like to experiment with makeup and I feel like for a while I was really into wearing makeup off stage and was like all about it and was like, oh, today I'm going to do my like foundation and my blush and my bronzer and my like eyeliner and my mascara. And like, I feel like just the older I got, I was like, what the fuck? Like, is this taking Why up so I much time this? of my life? And like, I don't, 
I don't feel the need for any of that anymore. I wear mascara because I feel like otherwise I look like a fucking ghost. But yeah, generally, I don't want all that shit on my face. Yeah, I feel like I've definitely been trending into the lesses more type category right. I also would always wear a ton of makeup I didn't do competitions but always for dance recitals mm-hmm. but some people do it as like a form of art like if you see and right. I think it's really interesting it's not something that I personally would have the patience for or like the desire to do but some people love it and I've seen people just on the street or even in stores with this incredible makeup and I'm right. like, it's fascinating but it's just like not my thing yeah. but I also my mom always took me to get my makeup done like when I think I started expressing an interest in makeup she was like I'm not gonna like we're gonna bring you to the professionals and they're gonna find (laughs) the colors that work for you and you will stick to those colors and like you're not gonna look like a clown on my watch (laughs) it was like okay yeah so my mom was like we never she never like you know Leia doesn't wear makeup either so it's not like she like really knew what was going on but what at a certain age I was like going to the mall with my friends and I was like right. buying like eyeshadow and makeup and I would always show her and she'd be like don't wear that don't wear that this one's <laughs> fine <laughs> like, like I feel like, like this will look terrible on you <laughs> get it out of here I feel like I never was really in, into <laughs> the eyeshadows and the blushes but I loved the colors of lip gloss mm-hmm. and so anytime there was some magenta e lip gloss that was shimmery I was mm. like I have to wear this but that's not a good color really on anyone yeah but I those are the ones I was always I, drawn to yeah like the so like pinks. the colors that way and I still every once in a while I just wear lipstick and I do like a really bold lipstick usually those colors always look so good on you and that's that's why I like them because you can do that and that's it I can wear lipstick and a t-shirt and jeans and like shitty converse to the office and really be like, oh, you look so nice today. (laughs) I don't look nice. I'm just wearing lipstick. (laughs) (laughs) But that's it. I want to wear bold colors so badly, Mm -hmm. but I can't find a good one or one that I'm like willing to wear without kind of feeling ridiculous. Part of it is like, I think when I put it on, I'm like, I can't wear this. Like this like, looks silly on me, <laughs> but I like, I love a good red. I usually wear like, cause anytime I go to a, a, a makeup store, I always ask the people, I'm like, what's a kind of a good, color for me and they always give me the same like scheme of mauve and I'm like I just want something better than that like those I don't want to wear mauve I know I'm like just give me something more but yeah yeah, sometimes it's just not on the cards you know I feel like it is in the cards I just feel like I haven't found my color that's true it's funny when Amy was looking for lipstick for her wedding we went to like a bunch of different stores and she picked out so many lipsticks they were all the same color and I, was I like, do that too yeah. I was like Amy you need to like branch out she's like, and she's like but I like these ones and what's hilarious is all of the lipstick colors were the same color as her lips like there's <laughs> not there's no color there's like, no contrast well she's she doesn't wear a ton of makeup that's true yeah Amy doesn't wear a ton of makeup either I'll do a lip color sometimes and a mascara and an eyeliner, but I feel like I need to change my eyeliner game. I never do eyeliner anymore. I don't really understand the point. I don't think I do either, but it's just something that I like. (laughs) It's just become a habit. And now I'm like, oh, I just do this. That's my thing is like, I feel like so many things just become habits and you just keep doing them. And then you really have to take yourself out of it and be like, why am I doing this? What the fuck am I doing this for? Yeah. Like, I, I feel as though that was, like, a very conscious decision for me with makeup is, like, 
I was always like getting up, like just flailing around out of bed and like trying to get ready and be like putting my makeup on and be like, ah, my skin feels like it's suffocating because like I've been through so many different versions of like foundations or tinted moisturizers or like whatever it is. And then like, you know, like one day I was just like, why am I doing this? Like what is happening? And I was like, if I just did like a tinted moisturizer instead of a foundation like what would happen and guess what nothing happened (laughs) yeah I don't do any like foundation layer or anything mostly because I feel like I walk on eggshells with my skin to begin with so I'm like not putting anything on until but I'm also like not worth it whatever yeah the only thing I use now is a like a tinted moisturizer because it has like SPF and yeah I need to do that it's a pretty good moisturizer too and it's like natural ingredients so Mm, cool I got this mascara that's like vegan mascara so it's like cruelty free and like all the ingredients are natural except it's the worst is it like, gluten free i don't know if it's gluten free mm-hmm. i, I don't know out. i didn't i didn't check it's, it is out. it sugar refined sugar free it's i'm pretty sure it's refined sugar free oh. but there may be gluten in it oh god <laughs> i've started just putting it on my top lashes because it smudges so easily and uh, it still smudges it's like under how? my eyes like <laughs> like I, all over i'm like how does this even happen i was reading this um this blog post some blogger that I follow interviewed some like woman who she, I, I wouldn't classify it as like natural skincare but it's like quote unquote safer skincare because mm-hmm. there's so much shit that goes into our right. skin products or something the stat that always scares me is like one a lot of the FDA regulations on skincare products haven't been updated since the late 30s yeah and also the United States only bans 11 potentially carcinogenic ingredients right. whereas Canada it's like 1300 yeah so it's like you you want to pay attention and there's all these articles like is there lead in your lipstick and you're just like, like oh my what? god because <laughs> um, it's just things you I'm dying <laughs> you're like oh you're right because these are things that you trust like the government to regulate and they're not so yeah. cool but it was this interesting article and I'm forgetting the name of the website but this woman basically she didn't promote necessarily but she talked about or highlighted different makeups that are ranked like a one or a two on the environment working groups mm-hmm. you know skin deep yeah um the environmental working group just looks at toxic chemicals in skin products household pop products um it also puts a lot of information out about produce and your food quality and stuff so if you're ever like what does this ingredient mean and you're looking yeah. for like kind of an independent researcher they're a good they're a good place to go but even I sometimes have a hard time on their website on the skin deep piece either finding the stuff want to use um, or I just don't wear a ton of makeup so I just don't generally really like look at that yeah. piece of it this other woman her whole website is about like over safer over the counter choices so it's not so it's basically like here here are better choices that you can make pulling out some of like the better recommendations or brands that are on like ewg skin deep which i which i was like this is this is like a breath of fresh air because it's not like everything is going to kill you it's not like you have to pay a hundred dollars for anything that's quality it's like very middle of the road but at the end of the day i've heard actually i've read somewhere like mascara is actually the one of the worst offenders really a lot of chemicals in mascara but it doesn't but your eyelashes are like dead so it's not going into your skin It still is, like, basically touching your skin. I mean, the way you put mascara on is, like, you got to get right up in there and then, like, get all the way up. I guess that's true. And then also, like, when it smudges, it never just stays on your eyelashes. Yeah. And it's something that 
people will use every day. So it's yeah. like the and build it's your up eyes. over it's time. A, it's a mucous membrane of your body. So that's like direct access into your that's bloodstream. So I didn't know that mascara was really bad. Parabens, the stuff that's like bad oh, also. Yeah. So apparently you can build up parabens through all this stuff like really, really easily. But then they also go away pretty quickly too. So like. Once you stop. Yeah. So if you stop for like a few days, the amount of parabens in your skin or in your bloodstream drops like almost to nothing interesting so you know just a heads up for everybody don't think that you're definitely gonna die because you've been using like regular (laughs) over-the-counter mascara for your whole life like you'll be fine just you know if you want to make some interesting choices go visit that the environmental working group environmental working group ewg skin deep Skin deep. I see these websites. I think are great, but again, I'm a person where the internet Down is the not hole. safe, and Down it is. The hole. It can be. It can be a doozy. I have mixed feelings about the internet, especially lately. And I feel like with my job, there's always. I mean, I'm in business development, so it means like I have to know what's like going on in the industry to be able to like see a bigger picture. So I have to like read all these trade articles. So I get so many emails in the mornings that are like, "Here are the things that are happening. Like here are like agencies. Here are like media yeah. companies. Here's like advertising in general. Oh, it's Super Bowl season. And like everything is like ah, Super Bowl ads, and." Then there's like my personal email, which is like New York Times, Huffington Post, Quartz, like Atlantic, like everything just comes straight at me. And I'm like, oh, and I find interesting articles in every single email. (laughs) So I'm like opening a bazillion tabs open, like by the time it's 10 a.m. And then I don't actually have time to read them because I'm like running around to meetings or whatever. So then I just keep the tabs open like all week. And I've actually started doing this thing, which I think is really interesting, where on Friday I just close out the whole browser and I'm like well if I didn't get to any of this stuff this week I probably won't ever get to it well that's good (laughs) recognizing your limits but this stresses you out all week yeah it's good and bad because I feel like I'm getting a fresh start on Monday but it's also bad because like I feel like I should just click on one article read it all the way through and then click on a different one <laughs> like that seems oddly and efficient like, yeah and or like, that could be a time suck because then you'd read all the, and then all of a sudden you'd be like how is it 3 p.m that's true but also i feel like i always get called away for like emergencies and everybody's like can you meet right now i'm like oh god, oh, god. fine <laughs> i'll open a lot of things and then if i have like in between projects sometimes I'm like okay I just like need a minute not to be thinking about this and that's when I'll read my articles and then I'm like okay I can shift gears again yeah I use it as like a palate cleanser if you know it's a good way to do it my biggest problem is like I'm always so curious like I want to read everything yeah like I I run into that too yeah like I like I clicked on this article from the Atlantic the other day it was was like about a an Indian comic book artist who like made this comic book series in the in the 50s based on the Ramayana which is a an ancient Hindu text and I was like oh fascinating I'm gonna like I'm gonna read this and it's like relevant to my job it's a legit like think piece it's probably like you know it would probably take like 25 minutes to read it. Did I read it? No. no. Am I still really fucking curious about this Indian comic book based on like, you know, essentially a religion? Yeah. I'm really fascinated. Maybe <laughs> you should like copy and paste the links or whatever sentence the you originally read that like piques your interest in yeah. the article into like a separate email to yourself and then have that yeah. as like your weekend reading. Cause I, I I'm a person That's that a I, I do enjoy my like weekly newsletters from various bloggers and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I like to sit like one day 
either like when I'm drinking my coffee, like on on a weekday before I mobilize to exercise or do whatever, mm-hmm. or just on a weekend morning. And that's just kind of when I do my casual scan and actual read of it. And it's kind yeah. of nice. Made a little, little morning out of it. Hmm. So what's in your colada this week? Fuck. I don't know. You go first. What's in your colada this week? Fucking no. (laughs) I'm going to put that curry that I made for dinner in my colada because it's a very, I used to make it, I made it like all winter last winter and I hadn't made it this year and it's just very cozy and I thought it was good. Yeah, it was good. I just had some. Yeah. It's delicious. Thank you. And we had a whole conversation about butternut squash, and I'm trying not to be scared of it anymore. And yeah. <laughs> what's in my colada this week is reading, I think. I don't <laughs> After we just, we just talked I know, about we how just you talked read about, the articles. We just talked about how I don't read the articles, but like, I don't read those articles like at work. Here's the thing is, I'm reading all the time like I wake up in the morning and I'm like drinking my coffee and I'm reading I come home at night and I'm like reading or I'm writing usually I write in the mornings because it's my brain is not polluted with other stuff I read on the train on my way to work like I read on my way home like I'm always reading and I feel like what are you reading what I'm reading right now so I am making a conscious choice this year to only read books that are by or about people of color oh that's good yeah so i am deciding so i just finished a book by only like you're not reading anything else um yeah i mean i guess i hadn't really thought about it but lately i'm not that good at reading multiple books at a time so um i just finished haruki murakami 1q84 uh which was really really good and i that book gave me like a little bit of a hangover so i haven't started the next one yet but i think it's going to be the far field which is by an indian woman whose name i can't remember right now but it has good reviews and I'm excited to read it. My reading has been suboptimal because I read so much at work mm-hmm. and then I've had a lot of take home reading lately that I'm like, I just need something where I can shut my brain off. But once I get out of the habit of reading, it takes me a while to get back into it. But then once I'm into it, I'm like, why did I ever stop? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What I've been doing, and I told you about this the other day, is actually, so some of those articles I've been listening to on that app, yeah. Autumn. I think that's how you pronounce Whatever. it. A-U-D-M. It's a subscription app. You do have to pay for it. But it has articles that are behind a paywall quite frequently so from like the new york times and like new york magazine Mm -hmm. the new yorker those all were titles that have new york in them but like (laughs) the atlantic also the uh like london review of books harper's bazaar vanity fair like it has um articles from all of these news outlets and they're just like it's like audiobooks, but for articles, which is great because then really I can cool. listen to an article instead of like reading when I'm on the train and it's like packed or, you know, if I'm cooking or something and I can't, 
hold read. a book. Yeah. Like, you know, it's really good to have. So I'm not mad that my commute is super short. Like mm-hmm. my commute is like 15 minutes. No, it's not bad. Yeah. It's pretty nice. And, but my f- last commute when I was in DC was like 45 minutes to an hour. So I'm still having a hard time like adjusting to the fact that I don't read or on the, on the train or I, if I listen to a podcast, I'm only listening to like a fraction of it versus yeah. the whole thing. I actually don't love super short commutes for that reason. Yeah. Cause I kind of like my commuting time is like my alone time. It's like that time is just kind of like almost like meditative, which is kind of weird. I know, but no, some people find the pace of New York to be super meditative. I'm, I was having this conversation with somebody last week. I'm totally not there. Like my approach to the subway is get me off as soon as fucking possible. And like my stop for work is Times Square and there are a bajillion ways to get out of Times Square. Yeah. Like out of that subway. And I don't, you know, some people will like go through the station to get out on a certain side. So they're closer to work. I'm like, no, where is the nearest exit? Cause that is what I'm taking. Yeah. I'm like, this is, this thing is disgusting. These people are gross. Like get me out of here. That's interesting that you say that because I felt that way for a very very long time i had started taking these antidepressants and i'd like fucking love commuting now (laughs) (laughs) i don't like i don't hate it i hate being packed in and like just on top of people that i don't like Um, yeah tell us about your commute kooks follow us on instagram don't tweet at us we'll see you next time bye bye